This podcast is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, check out our website at communitycovenant.net. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Pastor Brad is, uh, is very organized, and so he's got sermons planned out into um, January of 2012, and actually he's got... Or 2013, yeah. <laughs> First mistake I've been caught at this morning. And so, and he's even got the plan for if, if somebody else is preaching. So he gave me the topic that I'm supposed to, he didn't give me the whole sermon, but the topic. And the topic is on selfishness. Wonderful topic. <laughs> well, it, I mean, on not being selfish is the, you know, the the application part on that. And it came up in staff meeting. We're talking about the sermon plans and things like that. And I wanted to see if somebody would trade with me. <laughs> and they promptly said, no, they, they'll keep their topic for my, you know. About a week or a week and a half ago, I brought up, or Cynthia brought up, she said, what are you going to preach on? And I said, well, selfishness. And she laughed. <laughs> it, it, it was a good-natured laugh. And we really both laughed a little bit because when you live with somebody... Right? Then you know, okay. So I, I like to speak on something that I feel like, wow, I, you know, I got a little bit of a handle on this one. And I don't think I've got a very good handle on this one. And so, in a way, you know, I'll just stick to the Bible and don't pretend that you've. I'll almost apologize in advance that I don't think that I am particularly good example of what we're going to talk about today. And I, you know, I, I wish I were better, but I don't know that I am. Where we're heading is Philippians 2, out, out of all those verses, I'm specifically, we're heading to verse 3, especially that phrase, consider others better than yourself. Okay, That's where we're heading and it got me to thinking, okay, if we consider others better than yourself, well, how are we supposed to view ourselves? 
I know there, there, there's some people, they just, you know, the proverbial big head, and they walk into the room, it's like, here I am, you know, and I'm the, you know, the world revolves around them. And I don't know that there's a lot of people that way, but there's some people that way. More people, and, and probably it's even in the millions, if you look beyond just here, that have more of a lower esteem of themselves. And, you know, we all... We all put on a good face and, you know, hey, everything's right with the world in public. But, but kind of inside, there's this low esteem in it. it. If you thought of a visual, it's like they're, they're dragging around this mile-long chain and on this chain is all kinds of garbage that's attached and they're dragging it just through life. And, and some of those things could be humiliations and they're dragging that around for life and failures and rejections. And it's almost as if either they can't or won't, or both, I don't know, let go of that chain. And so there's this tired traveler that, that just perpetually feels bad about themselves. And the, the Bible, it, if I get this thing to stay okay, the Bible paints a different picture. There's still some high stuff and some low stuff, but it frames all that quite differently. Right off the bat, in Genesis, it said, we're made, everybody is made in the image of God. Okay, the blueprint, God makes a beautiful world and plants and animals, all that. He's getting ready to make people. It's like, what's the pattern I'm going to use? I'll use myself. Image, you can't get more lofty then you're made in God's image. How, how much higher do you get than that? You, you just can't. Psalm 139.14 says that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. This is just everybody. Wonderfully made. Psalm 8.5 says we were made, and depending on your translation, it'll say a little different thing, we were made a little lower than God. Some other translations say a little lower than heavenly beings or a little lower than angels. Okay, that, that's how we should esteem our, a little lower than God. On a practical level, something's value is based on what a person would buy it for. What, you know, value. What would you spend for it? That's its value. A lot or a little. When I was growing up, I, I dabbled in coin collecting, and I still save that little coin collection. And, and I know that, you know, not every penny is worth a penny and not every dollar. You know, the face amount, it might be worth a whole lot more. And so I went online. I remember, okay, there's this real rare penny, a 1909 SVDB penny, Lincoln penny, how much is it worth if you bought one now? I don't have one. I, but if you, if you had the money on eBay, you could buy this 1909 SBDB penny for $1,649. And that probably would be a good deal. I don't know. A, a penny is not necessarily worth a penny if somebody will pay over $1,600 for it. What are you and I, what would somebody pay... For you and I, if we think in those, it's kind of a tacky 
thought in a way, but if, if you bought a person and Jesus paid the life, his own life to purchase your salvation. And, and I've got a manuscript here, so I know that's what I planned on saying, but it just sounds wrong to be talking. He died on the cross, and you put it in economic terms, but you are that valuable. Okay? He does love you and, and the world over that much. I, I've, got a, I've got a $5 bill, and I'm going to give it away, and, and no gimmick, okay, in about two minutes, I'm going to give this away to somebody. Who wants a $5 bill? Okay, there's, there's actually quite a few people, but most people, their hand is not, you know, way up there. Okay, now, just a second here. Okay, now... Okay. Now, who wants this $5 bill? Okay, about the same suspect. Okay, one more little delay here. Okay. Uh-oh. Now, now who wants it? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it away in a second here. Here's, here's the lesson in this, and, and you've already surmised it. The value didn't change. No matter how much it's, it's crumpled up and stepped on and dirty and all that, the value didn't change, did it? And your and my value doesn't change, no matter, in a sense, how crumpled up or dirty or scuffed up or stepped on that life brings us, whether whether it's our own actions or circumstance that come our way, our value, the things I just mentioned, it doesn't change. Where's some hands? I, okay, who wants it? Now I'm really going to give it away. I knew I was going to give it to somebody younger, so there you go. All right. The sermon's costing me $15 today. I've got to do this three times. You know, um, the, the world over, everybody is in God's image. And, and wonderfully made and crowned with glory and honor and Jesus would die for them and they're to be treated with respect. And I don't even care. You could be talking about a murderer, just trying to pick some extreme, but and you treat them with respect. You still, I would love it, you know, lock them up to protect everybody, but treat it with respect because the image of God is in everybody. Okay, so the, the Bible's got this lofty view of people that's true. It's not the only thing the Bible says. There's a lowly view, and I don't know if lowly is the best word, but it... Lofty and lowly kind of rhyme, so I'm going to stick with lowly. And there was a Bible verse this Wednesday in the Life Together Wednesday material that, that brought out that lowly view of ourselves. It was 2 Corinthians 5.15, and it says, Those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. 
So in this low, it's like, stop living for yourself. Stop it. More graphically, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. Hey, put, put yourself on the cross. Crucify yourself. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Yeah, there's a lofty, you know, God's image and little less than God. Crucify yourself. Stop thinking about yourself. In baptism, the image is death and resurrection. This is, this is Lena, I, I think, a couple years ago, Mirror Lake. And when we go down in the water, it's, it's death, death to self, come up out of the water, resurrection. You're, you're not living for yourself anymore. John the Baptist, when he was comparing himself to Jesus, he said, you know what, I, I'm not even worthy to, to stoop down and, and undo his sandals. And another later he compared himself, he says, you know what, Jesus needs to increase, I need to decrease. And it's not that John the Baptist had a low self-esteem of himself, but he wanted to elevate Christ. So you've got this, this, this lofty in the Bible. How do we, how do we look at ourselves? A lofty, you know, made in God's image, crowned with glory and honor, wonderful, Jesus died for. A lowly, don't consider yourself. Die to yourself. It, it's, it's all in there. So with that background on how we view ourselves, and that tension maybe between the two, now let's focus in on Philippians 2.3 where it says, Now in humility, consider others better than yourself. The word humility, when, when Paul wrote that a couple thousand years ago, the original people listening to it would not have thought, Wow, that's this wonderful virtue. I'm going to try to be a humble person. Most of the time that word humble was was used in describing a slave or a servant. And, you know, more of a put-down, where it conveyed the idea of being somebody being unfit, or kind of shabby, um, of, of no importance. You know, a slave, no importance. So he's saying, in humility, with, with an attitude of being unfit and shabby and no importance... Consider others better. In, in the planning of this, and even for years when I've grown up in the church and read this in the Bible, I, I hesitate on that word better. And it's like, are they really better? <laughs> isn't everyone, it, just the world over, isn't everyone equally, equally made in God's image? Isn't everyone fearfully and wonderfully made, equally crowned with glory and honor? Isn't everyone loved by God equally? Jesus gave his life for, for, for everyone the same. And then this, this passage in, in Philippians is written to Christian people, so we can add a few more things that all Christian people 
They're adopted sons and daughters of God, heirs of God, gifted. So how do you say one's better than the other? <laughs> how is, is one person that is patterned after God himself better than another? How is one wonderful person better than another wonderful person? The answer is in, in that word consider. Consider others better. The word consider is one of those calculating kinds of words where you, you weigh the facts, you consider your response thoughtfully. Okay? You don't just casually. So you're considering, okay, well, what are they like? What am I like? And, and we're, as Christians, we're following Christ. So it's like, okay, what did Christ, how did Jesus live? And so you're, you're considering. When you consider how Jesus lived, he's not just in the image of God, right? He's, he's the original. He's not, the, he's not a, like a copy. He's the original. And he didn't, he didn't grasp onto that truth. He didn't grasp onto it. He lowered himself like a shabby, unfit Servant. And he stooped down and down and down until he died a humiliating and painful death. If you consider, thoughtfully consider all that, yeah, you treat others better than yourself. Jesus did. Not because they are literally better, but you treat them that way. You see the difference? There's a lot of things that are the same and wonderful, but treated as better. And you know what the word better means? It means better. It really does. You could, there's other synonyms you could put in there. It could be um, above. Even the word superior. That seems like, wow, that's a stretch. But it... It fits. Treat others better, above, superior. Literally, they're not. We, we've got a lot, a lot more in common than we like to think. But we treat each other better, above, superior. Why? That's the example of Christ. I'm, a, I'm not, uh, okay, I'm a visual person. So I like to, okay, what does this look like? But I'm not an artist. So I, I tried diagramming what this looks like. And, and here's a, a diagram of what not to do. I, Pastor Tyler did the, the uh, slide, but I did give him the artwork to work with. <laughs> is, is this life together? Where, where everybody's thinking about me, me, me. Would, would you like to be in a group like this? Would you like to be in a church like this? Or any kind of an organization where they're just looking out for number one? Would you like to work at a place like that? I suspect some people feel like, I do work at a place like that. <laughs> and I bet you hate it. 
Well, I know when I was growing up, some of this was described as tooting your own horn. And, you know, don't do that. Okay. Is this life together? It's actually a little bit closer to reality, where you still get, in any given room of people, you get a lot of people, you know, they're thinking about themselves. But isn't there always that, that one person that just, you like them because they're always thinking of somebody else. They hardly ever talk about themselves. But they, t- they get around you and they, they're interested in what you're interested in, and they have a way of kind of drawing that out. And you want to be friends with that person. And, and just... That's wonderful. I, I like this. this. This makes sense to me. But also, I can look at that and feel sorry for that one guy that's doing all the work and say, well, that kind of looks a little bit like burnout to me. I, okay, how about this? Isn't this more a description of life together? The way Philippians 2 is, is talking about it? And yeah, not everybody is reaching out identical, but that's fine. I mean, people have different capacities. Okay, but every single person is doing their part. That is life together. And and wouldn't you want to be a part of an organization, a church, work, whatever, that's like this? Somebody has said that the Bible is as practical as it is spiritual, and it is true. Even if people didn't embrace Christianity or the Bible, they would still embrace this. The Bible knows how life works best, and they would at least aspire to that and say, yeah, I I want to be a, a part of a group like that where everyone is considering the needs of other people. In humility and lowliness, thoughtfully consider others better and above yourself. And doesn't say if you got five good reasons to consider them better. You may have no good reasons. I mean, aside from, okay, image of God and crown of glory and honor and Jesus died. Aside from that, you still may have no other good reasons. And it doesn't say, well, if you've got five good reasons, you consider others better above. It, it's pretty strong language. And actually, I, this is only a, a, a passing point because I don't like, but, but it is stated as a command in the Bible. It just says, do it. Um, the next part I'm going to go through really quickly because I don't see this as one of my strong suits I'm deferring to Dietrich Bonhoeffer a book that a number of you have called um, Life Together and I've summarized one of the chapters it's pages 90 to 109 if you in, in just a couple of slides, but if you're taking notes, like, oh, go back to that one slide, because I can't get it all on one slide, but I've summarized 20 pages almost in, in a little bit. Here's how he points, how, how do you get rid of that selfishness 
that selfish ambition. Bonhoeffer says in, in terms of our speech, use your speech to build people up. Speak in, in, in ways that are loving toward people, not, not tearing them down. In terms of you, humility, it's something, you, it just doesn't fall in your lap. You have to cultivate that. You're, you're a sinner in need of grace. Everyone in this room, there, there's different levels of spiritual maturity. Some people have walked with Christ longer, applied things more. And no matter where you are in spiritual maturity, you never, you never get free from needing God's grace. You're never above the need for Huh, that dependence. Cultivate that. Three, pa- patiently listen to, to understand. And that last word, understand, is so important. You're not just listening to words. You know, be a better listener, okay? What, what's behind the words? What did he, she really say? What did they mean? Look at their bo- you know, body language, emotion, all that. You try to understand the other person, that kind of listening. Number four, um, no, nobody's too good, too above. The, the lowliest of service, whatever you think is a lowly task. I remember in a, in a uh, men's group, somebody thought, hey, a, a lowly task that maybe the office manager is supposed to do is changing the copy paper. And they, they had some, some authority and stuff. They changed the copy paper. What a, no one is above the lowliest task. Another example Bonhoeffer gave in his book is no one is too important to be interrupted. Oh, don't disturb me. You know, I'm the president. of. No one's too important to be interrupted. Well, okay, I'll, t- I'll try to come back to this slide if you're copying. But here's... Bear the burden of Christian freedom. And especially in a a military culture that we have, we know that freedom costs. And part of the cost is just in defending, preserving freedom. And, And we agree to disagree. You've got freedom to think one way, I've got freedom to think... And that's not always easy. And there's a certain cost in that. Another part of this preserving freedom is, well, okay, you got freedom. What if you don't use it right? That that is an option. (laughs) And it's a cost. Now enters in freedom, uh, excuse me, forgiveness, reconciliation. What do you do with that when they make ungodly choices? Get rid of freedom? Uh, I don't know that that's the answer. Speaking God's word when a Christian sins, that's another aspect. How, how do you root out selfishness, think of the other people? When we're in community together, there's a spoken or unspoken permission to, hey, we, we can hold each other into account, accountability. Can, there's a certain right that people have to say, wait a minute, the, the, the Bible says this, but you did that, and they don't, they don't match up. You, you know, you say it lovingly and graciously and all that kind of stuff, but there is a place for that. And number seven, Christian authority characterized by service. 
I mean, Jesus modeled it best with um, servant leadership. And you can't get more, someone with more authority, right, than Christ. And, and his example of serving was the, the ultimate as well. I'll go back to that first slide if you wanted. But um, I want you to imagine something. And I'm not going to say close your eyes, although it might help. But imagine... You're living in a place where just everyone around you thinks more highly of you than they do themselves. Just imagine you're in a place. They think more highly of you than, than they do of themselves. Imagine how, how wonderful it would be if people paid attention to you and listened to you and deferred to you and served you. Just, wow, what would that be like? And now, don't just imagine that. Seek to make that a reality. And treat people the way you wanted to be treated in, in your mind, how you just thought of that. And, and, you know, well, how extreme do you expect this to go? You know, what lengths? Well, how extreme did Jesus <laughs> go in this? In humility and loneliness, as, as if you are not important at all, thoughtfully consider by your actions others as better and above and superior to yourself. When we do that, that that is the heart of the God that we worship. Amen.